when I was still working in a bank, I hired someone to take care of my son. He ended up calling her mama. You're listening to the Freedom Lifestyle podcast series. I'm sharing relatable stories of freedom seekers who ditched conventional office life and courageously asked for more. The energy just completely shifted. My entire being just felt so free. My business was still generating income while I was on the beach. I decided to quit and just stay at home. I really can't work for anyone but me. It's literally just doing whatever the hell you want to do. As for me, I'm your host, Sam, and I've spent the last four years creating a business that allows me to work from anywhere. The freedom lifestyle looks different for everyone. What's your free? Today, you're going to meet Kamel. She's a virtual assistant from the Philippines who decided to leave the corporate world as a banker in order to be a full-time mom who gets to raise her children herself. I've had the pleasure of working directly with Camille for the last eight or so months because she was my first ever virtual assistant that I hired for my own business. I remember when I told people last year that I was gonna be hiring a virtual assistant from the Philippines, I got a lot of pushback on whether this was quote-unquote ethical. Even though I doubled the hourly rate that Camille asked me for and what was the minimum wage for work in the Philippines, what I pay her is still a lot less than I'd have to pay someone who lived in North America. And this is where a lot of the stigma comes from in questioning about whether it's appropriate and ethical to actually hire someone overseas. Personally, I found our setup to be a win-win. Camille in this episode will share her perspective on what she thinks about the world of overseas outsourcing, what she gains from it, and for me, I never would have been able to transition from a one-woman freelancer to an agency owner and a true business owner who has a team if I wasn't able to leverage the internet and asynchronous work arrangements like this one and really outsource some of my projects overseas. I'd be stuck in this freelance one-woman show stage for a really long time, and people who could actually hire and grow a team, it would really be limited to bigger companies who are more established, who could truly afford to hire someone locally. So that's my perspective as a spoiler, but in this episode, you'll hear it right from Camille. Learn what it's like to actually be a virtual assistant in the Philippines. We'll talk about how I found her and how I hired her, what's the job site that I use, the process I went through in evaluating applicants for the role, and why this arrangement for Camille, who's a full-time mom, is the perfect version of her freedom lifestyle. But before we hop into that, I'm going to tell you about this episode's sponsor. I've been talking to you a lot about Safety Wing, who's best known for their travel insurance product for nomads. But did you know they also offer health insurance for not only nomads, but also remote workers, regardless of whether you spend all your time in your home country or all your time abroad or a hybrid approach. They're fully equipped premium health insurance works in every single country around the world and they're proud of their fast and easy claims process so check them out by clicking the referral link in my show notes to get more information on safety wing for remote workers and now for this week's episode meet camille camille welcome to the freedom lifestyle podcast how you doing today Great. Thank you for having me here. It's my first time. On a podcast? Yeah. Amazing. Where are you taking today's call from? 
Yeah, I'm from the Philippines. So I'm in Davao City, the biggest city here in the Philippines. And if you weren't recording a podcast interview right now, what would you typically be doing? Like, how does this fit into your regular day? Oh, this time I'm actually sleeping. (laughs) What time is it there? Oh, it's already 11. Well, thank you for taking this late call with me. So you are a virtual assistant in the Philippines, and we've been working together now for, I was counting it six months, which is crazy. It's been such an awesome six months with you, but I'm curious, you know, how long have you been a virtual assistant in general? When we met, were you just getting into this or is this something you've been doing for a while? Right now, it's almost three years since I've been working online, but this is my first time to work doing some podcast things. I've worked with different businesses before as an executive assistant, doing administrative tasks, social media, graphic design, and anything that is needed for an online business. Absolutely. Do you work for local businesses or is it always... People like me who are in different countries around the world. I actually prefer employers from a different country, which we call foreigners, because here in the Philippines, they always check your experiences, your abilities. Did you graduated from college and what did you took or whatever? But when you apply for someone like you or as a virtual assistant, an executive assistant, you don't ask for that much, right? You don't ask for too much experience or five years experience, which is really common here in the Philippines. If you're applying for a higher rate or a higher position, you definitely need to have at least five years of experience from what you're doing. So it's really hard to look for a higher pay here in our in our country. Yeah, that's such a, an outdated system because I think about why we're working together, right? And podcasting, it'd be shocking if someone had five, 10 years experience in this medium because it is so new. And it is one of those technologies that a lot of people have just learned to do, similar to something like TikTok or when social media just came out. By requiring someone to have all this legacy experience, it doesn't really speak to someone who's wanting to do business in a modern way and create content using these tools that didn't exist before. And so, yeah, I didn't realize that it was so strict like that. And now I'm thinking, I didn't even ask you, did you go to school? Did you do this? I just wanted to know what you were interested in working on and some of the things you could do and what you're excited about. Yeah, I totally agree. And one more thing about employers from the other country, they are willing to train people. It's very different here in the Philippines. You really need to have a lot of experience and good grades from an unknown school. Yeah. No, thanks for explaining that to us because, you know, when I tell people that I have a virtual assistant who's in the Philippines, there's a lot of stigma on my end, right? Some people might think I'm taking advantage of that situation because if I had to hire an assistant here, I would have to pay them more than I have to pay you. And so there's some stigma around that. How does that make you feel? Because you've just kind of given us a different angle of it's difficult to get a job in your current country. And it's also not that rewarding because you're often not trained. But how do you feel about the compensation piece and that stigma? Like, do you think it's fair? What are your comments on that? And you can be pretty honest. 
Uh, well, actually, on your part, it's totally fair because when you interviewed me and when you asked me about my rate, I gave you a lower rate, right? But then you offered me double. So it's totally fair for a Filipino virtual assistant like me to be given that rate. You also um, told me that you're willing to train me because I don't have any podcast experience. But of course, I am open to anything. I am willing to learn. I can research on my own as long as you accept it. But yeah, I think you're happy with my service. Familiar. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. One of the highlights of my year is working together because when we met, I was in a place in my business, and I've shared this with you, where I would send a proposal for a project and I would secretly like hope I didn't get it. I was pretty burnt out. I didn't want to be working more, but I knew I was leaving money on the table. I knew I was at a place in my business where companies were willing to hire me. They were willing to hire me for lots of things. I was doing really well at selling myself, but I didn't have enough time to do everything. And so when we started working together, it opened up a whole new opportunity because I had help and we've since taken on a few new clients and we've started a podcast agency together which is really cool like you've really helped me step into becoming not just a freelancer but really feeling like a business owner now and you know we've had a few other people on our team what we've worked with and it really feels like we are a business now yeah your business is, is doing great this is your mini agency and I think something else cool that came from it is as you said when we started working together you didn't have podcasting experience yet right but now you realize like I actually really enjoy podcasts and working on them and you have some other clients that you've been able to attract and you do their podcast now too right yes I actually got two clients for um podcast and I am still trying to apply but honestly I'm like you I'm, I'm trying to apply 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 but I really don't have enough time so we need to get you a virtual assistant <laughs> no no I'm not getting a virtual assistant I'm just trying to get more clients to learn more on different ways on doing podcasts so let's get into your freedom lifestyle, right? As you know, this show is all about uncovering what's your free. How do you define freedom lifestyle? And I've done probably 60 of these interviews and I've been asking this question to people over and over again of, you know, when you hear freedom lifestyle, how does that resonate with you? What is your version of that? Oh, freedom lifestyle. That's everyone's dream, right? Everyone from um, the corporate world where, where I came from, I worked in a bank for almost six years before I became a virtual assistant. I have two kids and I don't have a helper. So a freedom lifestyle for me is being able to be with your kids 24-7 instead of working in the corporate world for almost 12 hours. And yeah, as other people say, your kids, for me as a mom, your kids grow up too fast. So you only have a short time to be with them and having a freedom lifestyle like this you were able to work wherever you are on your own time with your kids if you're a mom is amazing so that's freedom lifestyle for me how old are your kids I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old son this is such precious time with them and do you feel like how much flexibility do you have over your schedule right now? I can think about how our work is, but in general, do you have total schedule freedom or what has it been like for you in terms of being able to be there for them? 
because they are still very young and they still need me 24-7. So I still need a job that is basically like this. I can uh, work on my own time as long as I meet deadlines. I cannot work with someone who needs me 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., which is not part of my freedom lifestyle at all. And also, I won't be having more time with my kids. So yeah, having a flexible job uh, is really a big deal for me. And are you usually working at midnight? Like right now, you said we're having this interview late at night. How do you find that time? Because you're right. When I give you tasks and we know what our clients need, we are pretty organized. We have some great systems that allow us to both do our thing and keep each other updated. And I'm really proud of those systems that we've built together. But how do you organize your time? So yes, maybe things are due by Friday and I'm not going to ask you to get them done at a certain time but if your kids need you 24 7 does that mean that you're sacrificing your sleep or are there parts throughout the day where you can find some laptop time how do you manage that when the kids are asleep then it's my time to shine so that's how it is i'll just wait for them to sleep or sometimes they just play together and i have my own time to work and they really don't bother me at all but when they're still like a baby, like a month old, it's really hard for me to work. But right now, it's doing better. <laughs> totally. And what was the job site that I found you on? Do you remember? Yeah, it's onlinejobs.ph. Yes. And that is a job site specifically for hiring virtual assistants in the Philippines or just hiring anyone in the Philippines? Anyone in the Philippines who might want to work remotely. The other thing I really wanted to debunk was the talent and the skills and what Filipino workers are capable of doing. And so what I actually did for my job posting is I had a assignment as part of applying I had the job applicants go into Canva and actually create an asset. I said, okay, find a photo of me on the internet. Here's my Instagram. Find an inspirational quote and make sure the image is this size and has these colors in it. I was like, okay, that's like a pretty good test to see if someone is familiar with Canva and can kind of understand those basics. I had over 100 people apply in 24 hours, Camille. Did I ever tell you that? No. <laughs> I had the job posting. I thought it was going to be a week. So I set it for a week, put it up there. I thought that was a pretty good test. That would take, you know, 20 minutes to do. Let's give it a week. I had over 100 applicants in 24 hours that the next day I woke up and I was like, okay, this is a lot. This is going to take me a year to get through this. So I stopped the application and I didn't accept any more. So if anything, I found that there was a ton of supply of talent, a ton of people who were keen and excited about the opportunity working with me and who had these skills. And later on in the process, of course, we had more assignments. But when you hear that, is that what you would expect? Like, do you feel that you're competing with a lot of people for these opportunities? Or do you feel like you're in the power seat and there's a lot of opportunities for you to have? Actually, I, I am aware of that, that there's a lot of applicants here in the Philippines because I've, I've mentioned this to you before that there's a lot of people here lost their jobs because of this pandemic. So a lot of Filipinos now are really looking for a job online. It was not new to me, but I thought 100 for a week at least. So that's too much. It was a lot. 
Yeah, it was a lot. It was like a full-time job for a week of interviewing everybody. And then we narrowed it down. We did another assignment. We shortlisted those people from the first 100, said, okay, you know, here's your next task. Please complete it before the interview. You know, if you don't have this task before the interview completed, we will cancel the interview. And I think we had maybe a dozen people we actually interviewed and you were the first person. And we interviewed you first and we were so impressed. And I remember you just had so much confidence at the end of it. I think you were just like, yeah, I think you're going to hire me full time. Do you remember that? Yeah. And what do your friends and family think? Are they virtual assistants too? Do they have normal jobs? I have some virtual assistant friends, but only a few. And they're also moms like me. And yeah, they also work from a corporate world before. Same as me. Some work from the bank. Some work from big businesses here in the country. And we chose to work virtually, not only because of the kids, but because of the pandemic as well. And it's not really something new to us Filipinos. There's a lot of Filipinos who are looking for jobs online. What about your friends who aren't virtual assistants, who are still in the corporate world? Why haven't they made the leap with you to this online remote world of virtual assistants and remote jobs? Because you make it sound like it's such an obvious choice. Why are they still in the corporate world then? Maybe because they love their profession or it's their passion. Like one of my best friends, he is working as a human resource staff in a big company. And he has a lot of opportunities. He has a lot of offers to work virtually. But he declines everything because he really loves working in an office with co-workers and be able to go out to have social life outside. That's his choice. So yeah, they have their own reasons. I love that because that totally exists here. Some people will say to me, you know, the freedom lifestyle isn't for everyone. Like I just want to work my job and when I want to come home, I want my life starts then. And that's totally good for me and I like that and I like going into an office. I can't even imagine working from home and you know, I think that that's great. I think that the whole message that I have is what is your free and what's your version of that and you know my dream isn't to create a bunch of remote workers who are like traveling the world and creating these businesses but for those who might be interested in this lifestyle and might be curious about what it could be for them and experience the freedom and flexibility that it sounds like you and I have both found to be so empowering then I want to help them do that. And episodes like this and figuring out how you can actually outsource and hire, I think are really helpful for people like that. But I agree, it isn't for everybody. Yeah. Let's wrap it up with a question that I'm really curious to hear. And it kind of goes off of what is your freedom lifestyle, but when do you feel the most free? So when you think back about maybe this week, this month, what memories come to mind when I ask you that? Being able to stay at home and play with my kids I consider that one as a freedom. Being able to cook for them, sleep with them in the afternoon, which I was not able to do when I was still working in the bank because I'm working there for almost 12 hours a day and it's very exhausting. 
So freedom is really being with your kids 24-7. And I'm just remembering a conversation you and I had about when you were at the bank and you had childcare and didn't one of your kids end up calling the nanny mom or something yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah. <gasps> Unfortunately, when I was still working in a bank, I hired someone to take care of my son. So he ended up calling her mama. So Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's that must have hurt. Yeah. It's another reason why I decided to quit and just stay at home. Absolutely. And now they must love it. Have they noticed the change? Are they too young to even notice what's going on? Or do they say things like, Mom, it's so great that you're home all the time now? Like what's been the adjustment period for them from their perspective that you've seen? The youngest doesn't understand yet, but my eldest, my five-year-old, he really understands everything. He remembers my office and now he's telling me it's better to have you here at home than fetching you in the office at night time. So it's better to have a mommy here cooking for us and we can request for food that we like and we can do the groceries together. We can do this. We can play with you. It feels so great. Sounds amazing. Well, I'm so happy for you that you found your freedom lifestyle and I'm so lucky and grateful that I have you on my team. So if anybody is looking for a VA or someone in the podcast space, you know, Camille is your girl, but you can't steal from me right yeah but we have a lot of people around me who's still looking for a job and I'm willing to train them for those who needs uh, a VA okay amazing there you go that could be a little side hustle an additional one you can train other VAs yeah I actually mm-hmm. train two of my cousins to work online yeah I think that's another thing that really stood out in our interview is We have the same goal. Like I feel we really have the same vision for how we want to be living our lives. And we have that natural desire to help other people achieve it too and to give back. And we're willing to do what it takes to have that lifestyle because we focus on the positives. Yeah, you just have such a great attitude and I've loved working with you so much. And thank you for coming on the show. You did great. Thank you so much. It feels so amazing. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of The Freedom Lifestyle. Camille alluded to a few times that she really helps me with my podcasting work. And if you're thinking, hey, I would love to have a podcast too, the best place to start is to check out launchapodcastonabudget.com where I have a number of free and paid resources for both aspiring and seasoned podcasters. My signature program, Launch a Podcast on a Budget, gives you the A to Z template on how to launch, market, and monetize your podcast. And guess what? You can get 20% off that program by using the code FREEDOM20. Until next time, enjoy your freedom. Freedom.